right? Um, we got the legend, the YouTube legend here, Phil, and we'll get back to that in a second, but quick fire round. This guy knows everything about tech, so quick fire round. Apple or Android? Ooh, depends on what you're doing, but for me, Apple. You're wrong, but we get over that, okay? Please, PlayStation or Xbox? I hate both of them. I used to work for PlayStation or Sony, and I absolutely hate all consoles. So all right, so that's gaming, <laughs> and we'll go back. Bill Berry's gaming machine, so we'll talk about that. Mac or PC? PC, obviously. Yeah, okay, we'll give him that one. Okay, this is where we will argue, but we won't argue right now. Microsoft, Outlook, or G Suite? Microsoft for me. Yeah, I'll say Microsoft. You're know, being a bit of a politician with your answers, but definitely you're wrong about that as well. But we won't, we won't follow just yet. HP laptops are Dell. I wouldn't sell either personally, especially the budget ones. But if I had to pick one or the other, I'd go for Dell. Oh really? Yeah. What? Well, yeah. Well, that's yeah. Okay. I suppose to be honest, to be fair to them, now we're talking about business class and the consumer, and people know my views that it's the world's worst. HP are the world's worst. Welcome anyway, Phil. Phil is a YouTuber with six million odd views, I think. He's also a very good friend of mine. Also, he is in charge of Tech for Techs. I'll, I'll let Phil explain about that in a, in a little while. And he also builds and he's a big reviewer, actually. So, Phil, I don't know, say a couple of words so we can introduce you to the world. Yeah, so in basics, I run Tech for Techs along with my partner, which is also my wife. We've been running Tech for Techs for six years. We started off as a computer repair store, so like a lot of other computer technicians and involved that, due to a lot of awards and stuff we won in the past, it allowed us to meet vendors and distributors and then basically create a community around it. And now we've got like over one and a half thousand members. And on top of that, as Cormac said, we've got YouTube as well, channel with 6 million views. We do events as well for the trade and different things along that line. So it's sort of a marketing slash trade slash events slash everything else company all in one. Brilliant, brilliant. And here I'm going to do for the tech nerds here, definitely want to ask you what tools, software tools you use, which is interesting. Also, Phil, I, I we just know there's so much gamers out there. Tell me actually... Go on, give us a two, 30 second thing about your own machine. What's in your own machine now? My own machine, so the one I've got home, I've just upgraded the monitor actually. I've just got an LG OLED 48 inch screen, so it's huge, to replace free screens, mainly because I used to work a lot from home and I used to need the free screens when now, because we've got a new office and everything, I'm able to keep work at home a bit more separate. Otherwise, it's pretty much top of the line top of i9 processor 13900k about 64 gig of ram lots of storage and a geforce 4090 if i remember right so right. quite a big you'll, machine you'll buy and sell me if well we don't it down for me because i i'm one of these people who just i'm not mad gamer and all that basically it's Rolls Royce of <laughs> machines actually yeah. something because i know a lot of gaming people will actually love this Tell me, what is the biggest mistake someone makes when building a gaming machine? Well, if you're talking about like a home user sort of thing who would build them themselves, there's quite a few. I think it's usually compatibility, to be honest. They don't research all the parts. They'll have a look on a website and think, oh, this goes together with this. And 
a lot of times it doesn't, it might physically work, but there's usually a compatibility issue with generations or it needs a, what's called a firmware or BIOS update or something along that lines to get it to work or it's just plain not compatible. Otherwise, there's that many things we've come across over the years from people breaking pins when they're trying to put in CPUs onto motherboards, static issues. There's that many things that I could spend all day going on that one. <laughs> Yeah, that's no, that's no, because I know a lot of people coming in here. I really always encourage people to, especially the, the kids or anyone out there, to build, start building their own machines. And then, you know what? If they have problems with it, they can bring it into a shop and it, they can put it together. But definitely, if he, it's definitely people to encourage building their own sort of machines here. Now, I can, since we're on the subject of shops and all that sort of stuff, here's a we, I do a lot. I'd be calling out a lot with the bad antiviruses and all that sort of stuff. What antivirus are you using? Do you use antivirus? For personal use and also sell it for my repair or business customers and even some residential customers is MZ Soft Security. So it's pretty good. You can monitor it from your own end and sort of remote support into the software and uh, fix any issues people may be having. But I find it pretty good. And you can even stick it in like a silent mode for some people who just don't want it popping up every five seconds so personally and obviously reselling wise mzsoft's definitely the way i go phil how did you get into tech like you built your own well obviously you you have your own shop but now you're after graduating from a shop to running your own tech event you would be probably one of the best known tech people in england at this particular time so tell me tell me a tiny bit of your backstory there you know like what how does it how did you go about, because a lot of people out there would love to get into the field of tech repair, because I know it's an offer, it's, a, it's passion for a lot of people. So how did you get into it? So there's a lot of ways, obviously, depends on the, obviously the person and what type of tech they want to get into from programming or whatever. But for, for me personally, I've always been into tech from when I was a kid, playing on my dad's Commodore Amiga 500 plus, I think it was, and a BBC Micro, if anyone remembers one of those, if they're old enough to first upgrade in those with memory to getting a Windows PC, which had something like a 100 megahertz processor, I think it was back then, and 16 megabytes of RAM, and upgrading that. And then basically, this is while I was still a teenager before I'd left school. When I, I did like a business and finance course when I was like in sixth form slash college, Went on and couldn't get a job anywhere. I actually visited my brother at the time, who was in the RAF down in an area near London. And coincidentally, somewhere was advertising for temporary staff. And, and I got myself a job working basically for Sony or a company what repairs uh, uh, PlayStations and stuff like that. Back in the day, it was a PlayStation 1 and 2 back then. So it gives you a rough idea where I started. And then basically the company decided, oh, we're closing down, not Sony itself, but the actual company who did all the repairs. And then I come back up to the center of England, the Midlands, shall we say, and worked for a few computer repair companies and stuff and saw all the things what you should do, right? As well as all the things you shouldn't do as well. Some of them are not always the, were the best, to be honest with you. And I've learned from there. So it's just basically been a gradual thing. If anyone is wanting to get into the tech side of things like repairs and stuff mm -hmm. like that, it's quite a hard thing. What I would recommend they do is probably try volunteering Saturday job or something along that lines for your local computer repair company. You'll get more experience from doing that than going to a college course, which will tell you how to repair one computer and will really only give you the basics. 
As you know, I've started up because I, I actually done a course for six months and they were, they were just showing us the theory side of things. It was actually quite embarrassing. I did, they, I got the certain stuff and I, but I did say to them, so I retrained, but I did say to them, you're sending us out in the field. I said, we have, I have no skills. I've none. I couldn't take, they never even showed us how to take a computer bar apart. They just wanted, no, obviously for people to go and get threats, be helpful. But me running my own business, I've never been asked for a threat. Never, ever been asked for a, a cert whatsoever, you know, and that's that. So, yeah, if you, I suppose my own view on it is you have to have a passion for it. It's like anything else. If you have a passion for it, it's like if I'm trying to fix a computer, I will, I'm, I will do everything to try to fix that computer. I'm not the same about other things in my life. I'll, I'll, I'll leave it over. Now, I'm going to flip the questions over a little bit because we're coming up to the 10-minute mark and this is going to be split in two on, on TikTok. So, tell me, what laptop are you using yourself? It's actually a custom-built one what I built myself. You couldn't just answer, couldn't just answer general question. It has to be custom-built. Go it's on, custom-built. Custom so, custom-built, I built myself. I can't really mention more than that. But to be honest with you, a laptop I only use for basic stuff. And when I'm going out and about, generally, I prefer a PC any day of the week. Yeah, I do. I use, actually, I use a Dell, Dell, actually, 7280 or something. Because it's just rugged, it's great. It's kind of, you know, flinging it out of your car within reason. It's just, it's just perfect. And I, I, I'm very particular about typing. I, I, on my PC, everything has to be soft touch, mouse, everything. But yeah, you, yeah, it's all, it's going to be laptop. And your, what phone are you using? Phone, it's a phone 14 Pro, I think it is. Dan, tell me. I've actually, I've actually got two. I've got personal and a business. I think the yeah. personal one is an iPhone 12, I think, but similar sort of thing. Yeah, I'm surprised that uh, personally loves tech so much like you were using iPhones, but we'll argue about that in a second. It's There's a reason, but we'll get to that in a few minutes okay. if you want. I have two phones as well. I got, and you all know what I'll talk about this one. I got the nothing phone. Oh, my God. And I got the Google Pixel Six. Actually, no, it's actually, Phil, it's not, I'm not having an Apple Android argument in the sense that if, you know, they are, iPhones are fantastic. And if you're going to buy a tablet, you have to buy an iPad. You just have to. It's, there's no point buying internet. The only reason I'm saying that as a pure tech person, I thought it would be nearly too locked down for you. Or am I just talking crap because I don't really do too much with my, my, my Android phones besides I don't know, changing the icons and stuff, but you can't even do that with the iPhones, can you? Yeah, to be honest, I don't really go that much into it. To be honest, I just use it as a tool and not yeah. play things. So if you can, maybe, but I don't think you can. For me, to be honest, the only yeah. reason I use an iPhone over an app, sorry, an Apple iPhone over an Android is down to the software, what I use. It's probably changed since, but there were specific apps I needed from a business which were only available on Apple products and weren't on Android, so I went down that route. Yeah, I, to, be on, to be honest, I'm only, I'm only kind of trying to be slightly controversial on it. I think for my second phone, I will probably get, get an Apple phone. Tell me your house. Tell me, as a techie, do you have any mad techie things going on in your house? This is a leading question because I have Google Homes, which I don't even have synced because once I go home, I don't want to do any more... Yeah, you know, I'm pretty much the same to be honest. Yeah. Other than a computer and TV, that's about as techy as it gets to be honest with you. And I wouldn't say it was that over over the top to be honest. I'm not that bothered about any of the uh, smart stuff to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm a bit 
skeptical with a lot of smart stuff. A lot of people will probably wonder why, but you tend to find that the, the products are only usually supported for so many years and then the software doesn't work or you have to go out and buy a new one. I prefer, if I'm going to lock the door or put something on it, I prefer using a traditional key and lock rather yeah. than using all these smart things, to be it's honest weird, with you. Yeah. It's a bit daft in a way, but, but yeah, I prefer just getting out of the tech side of things and going back down to the basics sometimes. Yeah. Do you know what? Now I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask you there for our last slide, and I'm going to ask you a question which I'm very interested in myself. Phil, you're after elevating, and let me explain that Phil runs a successful shop, but now he's after branching into a, what's the what would you describe your pet fair? It's but basically Phil is the man in England. How did how did you go? Because it takes loads of business skills to even run a shop. So how did you get to the next level and a level that? Most people didn't even think existed, if you get my meaning. How did that happen? It's just progression, to be honest with you. It's like we're anything else. You learn skills, you learn a bit more and a bit more, you earn new contacts, and as time goes by, you, instead of having five or six contacts, you have a few hundred, and it's just a big pro progression. Don't get me wrong, a lot of the stuff I do, I do have in the back of my mind and written down. We've had a joke about my notebook before, looking mm. like something out of The Hobbit, but... but Basically, I have all my ideas, write them down, a bit like Sheldon does on the Big Bang Theory. He has everything written down, and sometimes you go through it, and you'd be surprised what sort of ideas you come up with, to be honest with you. So it's progression. It's not one of those things one day I just woke up, oh, we're doing an event, and then we're going to invite all your big brands and get hundreds of people there and stuff like that. It was just a progression. It's something that we wanted to do, but we just needed to build up like the client base, as you would say, to actually be able to do it. Yeah, I think this is something that I am worried about, yeah, and actually something that we kind of, I would say, have in sim similar thing is that I know your brain is always working. I try to be, I do try to be conscious of the times that I text you, even when you are with the American at Christmas time. But I know your brain is on the whole time working on, on, on ideas, and it's actually your brain because I have someone to bounce ideas off. On, on, on that, I do know there's it. It's kind of different. It's kind of I know this is that what the step that you built didn't just fall at your your feet. You know, I remember actually. I, I remember a good analogy. David Beckham scoring his 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 free kick against Greece in the last minutes. And I don't usually be talking about stars and all that, but they said to him, you know, you got lucky with that free kick. There's someone was saying in a really nice way. Oh, you got lucky. It went in, and he was like, you know, I think he took that ten thousand times you know he practiced it in training and it went in i think in business there's a bit of that going on as well you know what's the favorite part of this business because you you get to review tech toys that people can only dream of the favorite part of it it's quite a difficult one because there's so many parts i do like to be honest i like interacting with the people even though naturally i'm actually quite a shy person which a lot of people don't believe but yeah playing with the new tech and stuff like that is a big thing but to be honest with you you don't see a huge difference each time you review a product you might get the new version of a product and it's got one nice little new feature on it so every year it's sort of you don't get this sudden oh big thing pop up i think the biggest thing tech wise what's popped up recently which we've not reviewed but is a obviously chat gtp i think yeah. that's going to be a, a big thing what's going to change a lot of things in the future for good and bad this is, yeah, this is true. This is what I said because there is there there's plus to like even before I was 
starting this interview with you now was playing around with the, the toys, as in I was taking webcams out of my bag to play this and this, and you know, laptops come in and we can switch around laptops so much. But that is something that there is same, same about tech as well. You know, one laptop is the same as another laptop. The chat, GPT, and it's interesting for you to say that from a person who whose life is livelihood is made reviewing things. You have just said same, same, same. Chat, chat GPT is a game changer, isn't it? It is, to be honest with you. I can see it going either way. I think there'll be good things that come out mm. of it, like with most technology, and they'll be bad. It's it's how it's going to be used. I think it could potentially put a lot of people out of potential business because obviously if you're asking something what answers everything for you, why do you need to go onto websites to find this information out? Do you need to look up YouTube videos or what to find the answer when you can just type it in a box and it'll tell you without you having to research it or do anything? And obviously that's also, in my opinion, going to make people potentially lazy in the future as well because, well, let's put it this way, a lot of the universities in the States, I'm guessing it probably happening over here soon as well, have actually banned the use of the software because people are rewriting their like, essays and stuff using the software. So and if that can be done, these kids aren't learning anything. They're just basically asking a computer what's the answer and then printing it out. Oh, well, you, you don't even print stuff out these days, but they yeah. email it over or submit it and so forth. But I have a feeling that it could potentially, a bit like a calculator, has basically stopped people thinking how to do maths and things along that sort of line. Well, I actually agree, I agree with you. And as you can go either way on this as well because we could talk about the positive things. My own view is the internet is, is only 30 years old and... Um, it's like standing around a fire for the first time. You can see where it has people believe everything they see on the internet. It, um, mm-hmm. And at the very, at the very early days, people would be giving out about kids sharing stuff online. Our generation shared nearly everything on Facebook. Just shared, shared, shared. Now we're tightening up. We're learning at last to deal with the internet in a very positive way. And I think chat, chat GPT is going to be the same. It can be destroyed things and it can create it. Actually, a very nice thing that I heard about it. That's the, I, I saw a, a TikTok of it. It was a father who would be reading his little daughter a story every night. But we'll say, we'll just say the daughter's name is Molly, okay? She was only young or something. He would go down and he would put into chat, chat, GPT, write me a hundred line little story on Molly the princess saving the world from a dragon. Okay, so to read that story next night, a different story and this and that. No, that's the positive side of it. Yeah. But the fact of, right, you know, the fact that, yeah, it, it's, I don't know. We, we're definitely going to have to, on this podcast, do more about that. It's going to be an interesting, interesting way to look at life, you know. Right, Phil, I think this is our first test run and we came on. So thanks to everyone who's been listening to us. We're, we have a couple of sound issues, which is my end. Because Phil the Magic has all the studio set up. I'm working on it my end. Is there anything else you want to say? Or? Not really, to be honest, Cormac. You did a good show for your first show, to be honest with you. And thanks for having me on and being well, letting me be your first guest. And we'll actually finish on that. We kind of have to say this is a kind of a Phil and myself are kind of, I'm the presenter, I'm doing the show. It's going to my time, but Phil is behind it with, with Tech for Techs. And you'll be hearing more about Tech for Techs. And definitely look it up. And oh, yeah, if there is people still listening at the end of this now, definitely for any shop owners and stuff, get on, have a look for the Facebook, Facebook group, Tech for Techs. It's, it's good, yeah? Right, that's about it. So, lads, our next, in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have some TikTok stars and all this sort of stuff. All this sort of. Phil, thank you very much indeed, sir. 
No problem. Thanks for having me again, Cormac. Brilliant show. Yeah.